Hello and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Friday. I was going to say Thursday, then we have missed a day this week with us being on bank holiday and being the the start of 2023. So I am still I'm still a day behind. So yes, it is Friday. It is the sixth of January, and it's a day before my wife's birthday. I've got all the presents down here. Got a card all sorted out. Do you know what I mean? She obviously she hasn't been in this room. She doesn't come in my office, so she won't be able to. Have a look and see what we've got behind us. We've got presents, we've got cards, we've got stuff like that. And so, yes, the day before. So you're probably not going to see me stream this weekend. I might be able to carve out a little bit of time on Sunday. Definitely, obviously, not tomorrow because that's not when I would stream anyway. But Thursday, it might be a more later one, uh, depending on what we want to do during the day. Obviously, we've got other plans that are going around that too. So it's up in the air. It's up in the air anyway. Um Normal service will be resumed as of next week in terms of weekend streams and stuff like that. Obviously, Graham uh, has been off this week, which is why he didn't get chasing crates with mates on Wednesday. You are going to see him return tomorrow, though, tomorrow morning. So you'll be able to get your PUBG fun times uh, back in schedule with him. Uh, but normal service as of next week probably will be resumed at weekends. During the week, though, brings me on to our next thing. You are probably, I'm not going to say when, I'm not going to say what, but something will be getting announced next week at some point. It's our next big project. It's why I haven't been streaming all that much this week because I'm gearing up um, to start announcing stuff and starting to rip the studio apart for our next big project, which will be being announced next week. I just can't tell you when or what it is um, because... Graham's not here. <laughs> I need to make sure that we're all on the same page before we start talking about stuff. Um, so yes, our next big project will be being announced next week. Again, this is why this month is going to be a bit sporadic in terms of streams uh, when we're going to be going live um, with whatever shows it will be, obviously, because the studio is going to be in bits. Uh, we're going to be in bits by uh, putting everything in place. Um, so yeah, normal service full time will put, will be being resumed back in February time. It is going to be a bit sporadic between now and the end of January. So again, I appreciate all you that are in the discord where I'm able to keep on notifying you as and when we're here, we are going live and especially at what time like this morning I mentioned, I've got a lot on this morning. Won't be able to do it before 12 o'clock, 2 PM. We're going live and lo and behold, two minutes past two Lake was in the chat and he was like, where's the scoop? And I'm like, do you know what for you start stream? I was already getting prepared. I was just waiting for almost scenes to go back into place, which is why you probably, some of you, your eagle-eyed viewers um, that are here for the pre-show will probably see the Halloween one rolling up. Don't understand why the Halloween one is rolling. Um, yeah? Nicho with the 16-month free sub. Goffs. <laughs> Absolute legend. Thank you very much, sir. I hope that you've had a fantastic, obviously, I spoke to over Christmas anyway, but um, for the purposes of the pod podcast, I hope that you had a fantastic Christmas. Um, yeah, it's it, it's just a little bit hit and miss at the moment. We are extremely busy, um, which is obviously a good thing for Jelly Media. We, when we're busy, it means me and Graham technically end up staying in a job, uh, which is obviously what we want to be able to do. We still want to be employed. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it is going to be a bit sporadic. I apologise for that in advance. The best way, obviously, to keep up to date when we are going to be going live, what we're talking about, what games we're going live with, and obviously when the talk show does go live, is to... Join us in our Discord. All the information we end up putting on there and I'll let you know ahead of time what time we will be going live as and when. Uh, we obviously know that. Uh, but again, you're here for one thing and one thing only. No, it's not to look at me and realise how actually beautiful beautiful I am considering I'm ginger, also considering I'm pale as fuck and also a big guy. You're here to listen to some video game news and that is exactly what I'm going to bring you this afternoon. It is the video game podcast called The Scoop. We are the UK's number one video game podcast. 
even if we do say so ourselves. And we tend to go live each and every single weekday at 10 a.m. Not today, not at any point this week, more often than not at any point last year or the year before that or the year before that. But it's sometime-ish throughout the day. Uh, and this is the video game news show where you can get involved. So if you are in the chat, please feel free to join in with the conversations. If you are listening to this on any of our on-demand services, all the major ones at least, which is YouTube, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, iTunes. And there is another one, which I am forgetting. So we'll just leave that. To the oh, you can watch it back on Twitch, obviously, because it's a video on-demand service as well. Um, you can get involved with it, obviously, going into the description below into the comments, finding us on our social medias, getting involved with the Discord, or just replying if you are on SoundCloud and YouTube, I think, lets you reply, um, lets you go into the comment section. I think the other ones are just audio only. Either way, you guys are getting involved if you are live or watching this on demand, so we very much appreciate that. It's usually is a two the two-person podcast, usually myself and Graham, as mentioned before, he is off this week. A uh, normal service will be resumed next week in terms of me and him both being back on the scoop. Um, these are usually called dollops. We go on for about 40 minutes or so because it tends to be just me giving a lot of words and it's a lot to take in. There's not really that much discussion. Obviously, you guys that are in the chat give me the back and forth. Um, but obviously, with someone like Graham sat next to me, it's a lot easier to have that conversation because it's instantaneous. You guys know this by now. You've been here enough times. Over 165,000 people have listened to this podcast, including you guys that join us pretty much each and every single day in the Twitch chat. And we very much thank you for that. Um, <clears throat> going back through the chat then, straight away late comes in uh, with the weather scoop as mentioned before uh, we ended up going live straight away he said that he's getting some hot lambs which is hot dogs with lamb sausages that sounds incredible that sounds fantastic I'm all up for that Dr. Mike's in there nice and early too Tino's saying bloody hell it's actually 2pm did someone get a watch for Christmas which genuinely it made me sound like I was being super sarcastic when I replied get that framed it's the funniest thing you've ever said genuinely I think that is the funniest thing you've ever said and I genuinely laughed out loud so congratulations Tito on making me laugh uh, this Friday afternoon um, I'm detecting a hint of sarcasm there genuinely wasn't um, someone needs a Snickers or a hug I'd love a Snickers as long as they're not the ones that are in the celebrations tub because the ratio is all out of whack um, Jumper says Manchester logo is red must be United Jumper no it's actually rose gold I didn't think this is. I think this is the first thing that I have ever wore that has rose gold elements on it and I'm not mad at it I think it actually looks alright on me I tend to stay away from pastely colours like this because it matches the beard it matches my whole aesthetic and I don't think it works um, which is why I tend to wear a lot darker clothes uh, not just to hide my fat um, but because I, I don't tend to look okay in brighter colours. Everyone has a colour scheme, and mine definitely isn't brighter colours. Um, Samantha says I look okay, says, says I look really nice in green. I don't think so. I think I look like a giant fucking pea, a giant mushy pea. It's not for me. Um, but yeah, you as you can tell by the clothes that are around me, rough side. Um, beige, uh, sorry, that's like a maroon colour. It's a, a Page United shirt, obviously with Castolo on the back. And then that is a Mass Effect um, insert coin long sleeve t-shirt. Behind that is the Skyrim uh, bomber jacket, also in black. Black with rose gold on it. And then most of the clothes that are behind me that I'm yet to put away are of a blue or darker colour nature. Everyone has a colour palette and what they're comfortable in. And mine is definitely the darker nature. Uh, Tyler says, you're gifting Xbox 360, <laughs> Xbox 360 games to your wife. What a legend. Um, I don't think she'll be that interested in what I've got to offer on here. Um, 
Medal of Honor Airborne, Red Dead Redemption, Halo 3, Halo ODST, uh, the Bioshock Collection, um, Homefront, Super Street Fighter 4, I think that is. I'm not very good with Roman numerals. Sonic, Sonic 06, Sonic 06, I've got that. Uh, Dungeon Siege, the Fallout Collection, Enchanted Arms. I don't think she's going to be too happy with those, if I'm being perfectly honest. I do, however, have Guitar Hero next to me. Um, that I took to my sister's house. I've got all the Guitar Hero games. I'm a fucking nerd, mate. I I, I love playing Guitar Hero. You know what? When I went to Arcade Club for the Works Christmas Day, it had been quite a while since I played um, a Guitar Hero game. And then you're playing Guitar Hero Arcade and you're like, sometimes it's a little bit out of sync, but it was perfect. It was note perfect. And I, I was shit, but I was getting p more pissed and more pissed and more pissed. And then I started to play better. It feels like, you just loosen up a little bit, don't it? You know what I mean? It's like when you're playing darts or you're playing pool, you have a few pints and you play a lot better. You've loosened up a little bit. You don't have to worry about it. You're just looking solely at what's there and I'm dancing around. I love Guitar Hero. Massive fan of it. Not the, not the singing part. I used to be okay at the drums. Definitely better on the guitar. Uh, <laughs> Look at your sexy face. Uh, Nietzsche's lurking at the back of the bus. Again, thank you very much for the 16 months, mate. You absolute legend. Um... Do you want to buy Guitar Hero Love off me with two controllers, only £200 live? Uh, I actually have Guitar Hero live, and I probably played it like six or seven times. I just didn't like it. I couldn't get used to the six uh, the six buttons, you know, the three by three. Couldn't get used to it, so I just went back to playing the five-button old-school one. And the fact that it was live, and the fact that it was a live service game, I think ruined that for me. I played it twice, and they killed the service. Yeah, it, it ruined it for me, because... Once the game dies, like it has now, there's only, I think there's like 10 to 15 songs on the disc. That's it. You can't get to play like the TV mode. Like you could play like Kerrang TV and stuff like that, couldn't you? I think not necessarily Kerrang TV, but you could choose like your mood. If you wanted just like full indie, if you wanted to play full rock, you could do that. And it'd have like a TV style music video in the background. You could play along to it. It was pretty good. I enjoyed that. Um, but it's the guitar that I couldn't get used to. If it was just the five-button guitar, I could 100% get behind it, and I would have played it a hell of a lot more, but the six-button, I couldn't I couldn't do it. I'm I'm not ashamed to say that I was shit at it. Um, I'd been play, I've been playing Guitar Hero since Guitar Hero 2 and the PlayStation 2. Like, I'm, I'm fully used, I'm fully invested in playing with the five buttons, and I'm actually pretty good at it, but then to chuck something completely different, and I think it alienated a lot of people and turned them away from it, which is a shame, because it kind of killed the franchise at the same time. But this day and age, are people interested in playing a Guitar Hero game? Like, I really, really, really... The reason I got this, I got this for Christmas, this this free game Friday guitar, which is only being used for now. I got that for Christmas about four years ago with the intent of being able to learn to play guitar, but I'm shit at it. I'm genuinely... Like, I've tried so many times. I've downloaded all the apps. I've watched YouTube tutorials and stuff. I just don't seem to have that hand-eye coordination to try and make good notes come out of that guitar. Um, but I feel like playing Rocksmith definitely would have been the way forward. I should have bought an electric guitar and then played Rocksmith. I feel like I probably would be able to play at least a couple of songs by now. Not very well, but just to the point where I could probably jam along with the song and be quite confident with that four years in the making kind of thing. But it might be something that I pick up later on, as uh, later on down the line. Who knows? Uh, Tito says, I have small hands, couldn't hit the six button either. No excuse for you with your bare hands. It wasn't, it was the, it was, get, hitting all the buttons wasn't a problem. It was hitting them in the order that you're supposed to hit them. And then trying to get my muscle memory to go, right, it's on a, it's on a six chord 
string that's going down and I need to hit them in different locations. I just couldn't use... The, the fact that we have the five bars and then the colours are coordinated, I don't even need to look at the colours. I don't need to look at the colours on the TV. I just look at the lines. And that's how I play guitar. It sounds, it sounds really weird, but I'm like hyper-focused on the lines and then I can see the line at the bottom, which is your, your rhythm line. So I can see when they're falling. As soon as I hit the first note that comes along... Uh, sorry, that comes down the, the down the lines and they see the rhythm line. As soon as I hit the first note on the rhythm line, I can hit the rest of them then because I know how long it'll take me to be able to move my fingers across the across the neck of the guitar. I can work, I've worked that out. That's how I play it. It's really weird rather than looking at the colours and waiting for the rhythm line. In my head, because I've played it that much, I know the, the millisecond that I need to hit the the them on the I'll show you at some time. Like I will pull I will plug my 360 back in again and I will play guitar over on the stream for you. I'll have to delete the VOD obviously because it's licensed music and stuff, but I will play it on there and I'll show you how I play it. It's really weird. It's not I don't think it's necessarily unique. I'm fairly certain people do the same thing as well, but I don't look at the rhythm line after I've hit the first note because I already know how long it takes me to be able to hit the next one. And then I'm just looking at them coming down the funnel. It's really weird. But yeah. Is that the six note one, I couldn't get my head around it. It just didn't fall how I'd usually play it. And then I got frustrated because I was shit at it, knowing full well that I'm actually really good at guitar hero. So yeah, I mean, I assume that's the, the, the thing with the game. And I assume that's probably why people ended up dropping it straight away anyway, because it was just a bag of shit. Um, Tito says it's not representative of other parts, having small hands. No comment. Anyway, you're here to listen to me talk about video game news rather than just talking about how good I am at Guitar Hero. Um, so, as Lake said, the title is quite clickbait-ish, but it's also not too uh, not too far out the realms of possibility. The stream ta- the, the title for this podcast, if you listen to this on any of the, the, the podcast demand services or if you listen to this on YouTube, you probably would have already seen it. But the facts that I have put... Your PS5 could uh, could be seconds away from death. Isn't a million miles away from the truth, and I'll tell you why. Let's jump into our first news article for today. The transitions on this just don't work anymore, do they? I need to try and figure that one out. I don't know if it's a CPU usage thing, but usually there's like a nice little transition of the Ice Cream Uploads logo. It doesn't seem... It happens on some scenes and not on others. Again, no idea why, but anyway... Uh, this has been written on Game Rant. This was supplied, I think it was by Dave. I think Dave supplied this one. So thank you very much for that. Obviously, you guys have obviously been, have been sending. I need to stop saying, obviously. I need to get out of that habit. You guys have shaped this show because I think most of the news articles that are in here today have been provided by you guys. So again, thank you very much for that. Uh, but written on Game Rant, which I don't think that we've, um, we've published on this channel before. Let me just move this over slightly. There we go. Uh, so, written on Game Rant then by Daniel De Dingello. Daniel Dingello. Daniel Dingello. There we go, we got there eventually. Um, a recent report reveals that the PS5 suffers from apparent design flaw that can lead to a permanent damage when users leave it standing upright. Now, now you've heard that, tell me that my stream title's clickbait. I don't think so. Chelsea, how you doing? Um, PlayStation 5 users are advised not to stand their consoles upright as doing so may cause permanent damage to the system's hardware. 
This is reportedly due to a design flaw related into the cooling system for the PlayStation 5 accelerated process unit. Sony launched the PlayStation 5 in November 2020, though supply chain issues meant that it was a while before many fans got their hands on it. While it falls a little behind the Xbox Series X and GPU and storage, both offer similar performances, and the PlayStation 5 unique design also makes it stand out from the grey monolith of the Xbox Series X. Sony and Microsoft also both designed their consoles to stand up vertically, and the machines are often shown this way in promotional media. However, doing so with the PlayStation 5 may be a bad idea because according to a report on the Wolio.net, this is due to an apparent design flaw that the liquid metal layer between the PlayStation 5's APU chip and the heatsink. The liquid metal is prone to leaking when the PlayStation 5 is sitting upright for an extended period and when users stand the PlayStation 5 vertically, liquid metal may start to move or seep out. The this inhibits the console's ability to manage the heat coming off the APU, potentially damaging its processor. The liquid metal can also drip onto other sensitive components, causing a short circuit. This problem exists both versions of the PlayStation 5, that's obviously the digital and disc versions. Uh, this defect seems to have been discovered by a console repairman who goes by the name The Coder on YouTube and he released a video about the PlayStation 5 defect three months ago and other technicians have also noticed similar problems with Sony's latest console. While not every PlayStation 5 is guaranteed to suffer from this defect, it is a risk for every user who leaves their console standing upright, so it may be a good idea to start laying it on its side just in case. And then there's a picture that's been embedded this. Apologies for those of you that are listening to this on any of our podcast services because you won't be able to see the pictures. Um, but there is an embedded image in here from Console System 68 Logic on Twitter. And it says, do not put your PlayStation 5 upright. Here is a result of the liquid that moves and freezes there. So it's a picture of both the inside the unit and it looks like it has actually just completely uh, like Audio description, it looks like it's been burnt out. It looks like someone's put a flamethrower to the processing chip. It's, it looks very bizarre. Uh, also then, reading the rest of the article, for anyone wondering, the PlayStation 5 liquid metal is an alloy made from the elements idium and gallium. The latter is famous for its ability to melt in the human hand when combined with the alloy's liquid at room temperature and is also very good at conducting heat. This makes it a suitable medium for transferring heat from the processor to its heat sink. However, since it's liquid metal, it also conducts electricity and it causes a short circuit if it seeps into other compounds. This is why the liquid metal isn't used in other games consoles. However, Sony believed its engineers had found a solution to that problem. But unfortunately, these malfunctions have shown that it wasn't precisely the case. So, I dare you to come back into the chat now and tell me that my title was clickbait. Because I don't think it is. I think we're bang on the money with this one. Your your console, depending on how long it's been on for, could potentially... Wait, look, the transition's working now. The transition worked on that. I think it's just when it cuts to the news, it just decides to have a little bit of a shit fit. It might be because it's referencing a transition that doesn't exist anymore. That's something that I've just thought about, so I will check that after the scoop's finished. Um, but clickbait title says Timeless Soul. Um, I don't think we're out the realms of possibility with this one. I think you genuinely could be seconds away from disaster if... You're, well, you don't even need to have a prolonged play on your console as soon as it starts to run a little bit hot, depending on what game you're playing. Um, or if you've left it on standby mode and it's downloading a game in the background, like, who knows? Your PlayStation, your PlayStation could be seconds away from disaster. I've had mine up right on this desk since the day that I got it two and a bit years ago. I have never had it on the side apart from maybe four or five days when I'd moved it into the front room to play a game on my 4K efforts. To play Skyrim in my front room in 4K on my on my on my big TV, 
because um, I've only got a 1080p monitor in my in my office and I wanted to see what it looked like in 4K because I've never seen it in 4K before. Um, so yeah, it's always been stood up. It, it does make me think that I need to put it lie, to lie it down. But I don't think it'll work in this room. I'd probably need to use the table that I've got underneath here um, to lie it down on. But then it then it's going to be in front of the radiator. So it just doesn't work. It, it's just one of those things I'll have to wait and see. I haven't heard people's PlayStation 5s blowing up because of this issue. It would have just been one of them freak ones where it just happened, uh, which is highly unfortunate. Um, but I, you know what? I think I'm going to take the risk. I think probably 90% of the people who own a PS5 probably have it stood up because it takes up the least amount of room because it is a massive unit. Like, it's quite wide as well because of the wingspan of the panels that are on the sides of it. It's quite a wide console too, so having it stood up is probably your best option because it's just, it's, it's a thick boy. It's a thick boy when it's lying down. Uh, Tam says, uh, so the console has to be on. That's fine. My PlayStation 5 isn't on long enough to cover heat and cause issues. Well, I don't know. It... it a PlayStation or any console can heat up like that. It doesn't have to be on for like two or three hours. It could just be on for a couple. Of, it could just be on for 20 minutes and depending on the game, whether it's super optimized or if it's putting out some kind of heavy performance like a a, a new God of War game or the new uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Forbidden West. That's the one, sorry. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Games like that that are putting out some outrageous graphics. I imagine the processing power of that is quite big as well. Therefore, it would start to run hot quite quick. I don't know. I'm not. Uh, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a game engineer. I don't know anything about how video games are made or consoles are made. You can usually just hear it though. Like your PlayStation might start to ramp up a little bit. It's not always completely silent, especially when you are playing such demanding games. So again, we'll have to wait and see. It could be. It could be worse. You could be Precision, whose console keeps on cutting out every single time it boots up No, uh, no Man's Sky which must be absolutely devastating. Knowing full well that you're heavily invested in a game and then bang, it just keeps on dying for no apparent reason and no one can find out the reason why. Um, but yeah, shout out to Precision. I don't know if he's streaming at this moment in time. He could be playing eFootball, so hopefully his console stays on long enough. Anyway, we've got three more, new, well, we've got two more news stories as well as your favourite segment, Free Game Friday. I don't think the recording's going to work because I'm at mine and Graham's, uh, Graham has the recording on his PC, but I'll give you a live version. Don't you worry about that. Uh, but moving on to our next article, and it's actually a game that I've wanted to play forever, and I think this might be the perfect time for me to be jumping into this. It's definitely the transition that doesn't work anymore. I've worked that out. It just it just dies, doesn't it? It has absolutely none of it. If I switch back to camera frame, it'll work. So that's on me. I'll figure that one out after this is finished. Um, so written on them by v, uh, sorry, written on VGC by Tom Ivan. World War Z hits PlayStation Five and the Xbox Series X and S consoles this month with exclusive content. Um, World War Z Aftermath will be released on PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and S on January 24th, Saber Active has announced. The PlayStation 4 and Xbox One versions, who already own the latest editions of the co-op zombie shooter, will be offered a free upgrade to the new next-gen versions, which run at 4K resolution at 60 frames a second. The title will be released alongside a new mode that is exclusive to the PS5 and Xbox Series X and S, and also on PC. Hard mode XL follows the same rules as the game's standard hard mode with a devilish twist. Scattered amongst the normal waves of enemies will be special XL wave bursting with over 1,000 hungry zombies, as Zaber said. World War Z Aftermath and World War Z players on all platforms by Nintendo Switch will also receive a free update on the 24th of January that adds mutators into the standard hard 
hard mode. Mode Z, as well as new weapons and revamped weapon progression systems. Sable also said that uh, World War Z had reached over 20 million players across all platforms since its release in 2019, and the studio is currently working on Star Wars Knights of the Republic remake for the PS5 and PC. Now, is this a game that any of you guys have actually played? Because it always looked... Like, I've watched people in the office play this game, and I thought, this is 100% a Bibby game. Why has Bibby never played this? I don't know why I've never played it. Um, it looks... It looks pretty great. Um, I imagine it's a bit batshit crazy. I imagine it might be a little bit... Well, it looks a bit weird. It looks like it, it, it's been over... Contrasted, is that the word? I'm not I'm not too sure. Um, but yeah, it looks... It, <laughs> if anyone's watched the film, you'll get, what, you'll get what I mean. Like, it's just... Like this bit, that's obviously a scene that you see in the film with Brad Pitt in where they're all climbing up the wall, they're all jumping on top of each other. Um, but as this is a corpse shooter, it looks quite similar to like a third-person version of Left 4 Dead or a third-person Lester, version um, of Back 4 Blood, those types of games, which are better with friends. Uh, we all have to... Uh, every game is better with friends if there's a co-op mode within a game. It's always better with friends. Um, so this is a game, I, I do have it on my account. I also have this on my Epic account too for the PC. So I don't know which one I will be playing on uh, PC or PS4. Uh, sorry, PS5. I have a million other games ahead of this that I want to be able to actually either start playing or get around to. But this could be, this is this is a game that you probably don't have to dump a, a, a stupid amount of hours into. It's probably one that you could pick up play it for a couple of hours and go, do you know what? I think I've done everything that I need to do on this. I probably don't need to play it again. Um, I'll just keep on coming back to it, chipping, chipping away at it. It's not, it's not a game that you're going to sit there for 60 hours and play, I don't think, unless you're heavily involved in it and you're really, really enjoying it. I don't think it's a game that you just continuously want to keep on going back to. Um, same with Left 4 Dead for me, really. I'll play through the campaign. I'll play through it with friends. I'll jump in, dip in couple of episodes and then dip out again i don't need to, to sit there for 16 hours playing through it it's just not for me it's not one of those games it's just one that you're just happy to just chip away at just sink a few hours into it come back to it maybe a couple of weeks later jump back in again finish it off or do whatever um i imagine this is probably what this games is like as well but i mean 20 million players since 2019 is you know that is outrageous <laughs> tiny order hey look i'm in the background hey good eyes good eyes I mean, you're all the way up there. How have you been able to see that? Oh, you're there as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've got on, I've got on, can you, you can't see up there, can you? Does my other camera work? Full room camera. Oh, the full room camera. I don't think it's plugged in, actually. Plugged in now. I don't know if the light's going to come on, innit? I've plugged something in. I don't know if this is my camera. Fuck knows what it is. Can I see the properties? Ah, there we go. Right, okay, so this one here. Let's tip it up a little bit. Yeah, you can see more of the room now. Um, okay, so if I do... Is, is there anything that's going to out me for anything? Have I got any... You might be able to see Samantha's presence, actually. So please don't... No one clip this, please. Can you see them? We're okay, I think. Yeah, we're okay. I just have to do a little preview. So, there we are. Bing! We've got more up there. Blue! 
And then we've got, I don't know what this is that my nan bought me. My nan bought me this because she, she, knows, she knows I absolutely love Batman. So she bought me this. And it's kind of a Batman slash Batwoman slash I have no idea what this is. But she went, I saw it and I thought you'd like it. So I do. It's in my room. <laughs> it's in my room. I like it. Cool. And then Samantha got me this. It's the it's the rock figurine. It's not, I've not found a, a good place for it yet, so it's just kind of behind my little Yoda. For the time being. Um Hey, DMAC, congratulations, by the way. Congratulations on uh, getting yourself a fiance. Fantastic. It, it, it's going to cost you a lot of money. <laughs> it's going to cost you a hell of a lot of money, but yeah, congratulations, mate. Uh, Tanya Order says, sorry to take you off track. I'm, I'm all, I, you, don't, you don't have to take me off track. I do that myself. I derail myself constantly. No sex toys on the shelf like the BBC News interview that time. No, they are all in my bedside cabinet. Um, what a cool now. My nan's the best. My nan is the best. Like she's like 73 years old, still does aerobics, lives in Turkey with my granddad for like six months of the year. She's amazing. I love my nan. They always say your nan, like grand, your grandsons, their first love is always the nan. And it absolutely is. My nan is the best person in the world. I love her. I love her daily. Um, cheers, mate. Hopefully keep her quiet for a while. <laughs> absolutely. You've got at least two year window now. Um, cause I imagine she's already got a paper and pen and she's planning the wedding as it speaks. Uh, so yeah, congratulations, mate. It's a, it, it's an amazing day. Like it's a, it, your wedding day is the day that you obviously end up tying yourself to someone, but you don't spend that much time with them that day. It's, it's a, it's a surreal experience to be honest. Cause you get, you don't get the morning obviously because you don't see each other. You see each other at the, the, the church for maybe at half an hour, 45 minutes you sign the books and then you go away and do, you do all your pictures. Then you have something to eat and then you do not see them for the rest of the night until you're going home. It's so weird. And then you obviously end up going on honeymoon and stuff like that. I always say that the, the wedding day is for everybody else, but the honeymoon is for you. So if the only advice that I can give you, and I, I, this is genuinely solid advice for anyone who hasn't been married or is planning to be married, spend more on your honeymoon than you do on your wedding day. Because no one will be talking about how good your wedding day is in 18 months' time. The people who are there won't give a shit. They're going for maybe a free beer, definitely a free, a free uh, food if you, do, if you are providing the food and stuff like that. Always spend more on your honeymoon because that is the thing that you will be looking back on in about five years' time and going, we definitely did that right. And that's exactly what we did. We spent more on our honeymoon. And believe me, every, money, every penny counts when you're trying to save, especially this day and age. And it, that's the, the soundest piece of advice that I can give you. Spend more on the thing that you and your wife want to do if you're going away on holiday for like two weeks than everybody else. Because nobody, nobody will thank you for it and no one will be talking about it. So I don't, I never understood that. Uh, <laughs> nice one, Tito. I don't know what even that is. Uh, spending it all on the staff. <laughs> I went to the Lorette de Mar for mine. Um, I've been to Lorette de Mar before um, and I absolutely loved it there, which is why I went back in because I've got this big pub down the road where it's got an outside TV and we went during the football season. So we just spent all of our time in this pub 
which was dirt cheap beer outside in the sun, watching the football on the big screens. I had foosball tables, pool tables and stuff like that. It was fucking mint. That's what it is. Linked to a store of some sort. Yeah, I've never seen that one before, so I'll have to put that in as a band word. Um, anyway, we've got two more news articles, including obviously Free Game Friday. So we'll just move on to this one. This is actually one that you provided, Tito. So we've got the balance today. PlayStation being shit and Xbox providing a new piece of content. Who'd have thought it? So then written on Eurogamer by Ishraq Shaban, uh, he says that uh, Asus announced a licensed Xbox controller with an OLED screen built inside. So the uh, Asus have officially announced a new licensed Xbox controller with a built-in OLED display and tri-mode connectivity. The ROG Rakiri Pro, I think I've nailed that, you know, is the first licensed Xbox controller with such connectivity, allowing players to connect to their devices via Bluetooth with low latency 2.4 gigahertz radio or good old USB-C. This will be especially useful to players who game not just on the P Xbox or PC with the relevant adapter at low latency, but all other devices like smartphones and also on your TV. The controller's tiny 1.3-inch display can customize, uh, sorry, can display custom animations, battery life, or microphone status. The controller also features ESS DAC, a 3.5mm headphone jack with also a mute button. It also contains all the extra features that you would expect from a Pro Controller, including the remappable buttons, adjusting joystick sensitivity, and also the dead zones. Different trigger modes, of all which can be customized via Asus's Armor Crate PC app. There's no word on price or release date just yet, but we will at some point hear that this quarter. So it's quite a nice, it's, it's, your, it's your bog standard Xbox controller and then some weird button shit going on here. Like, I can't imagine this being the nicest D-pad in the world. That would put me off. Like, the Republic of Gamers little screen there, that's pretty nice. The buttons look your standard Xbox One. Triggers look quite standard. This D-pad, though, that looks horrific. Like. I'm not sure. I don't think you're going to be playing side-scrolling games with that, if I'm being honest. You're not going to be playing any old platformers. I think that might be a bit of a step too far. Um, but it has, has it got a share button on it? It hasn't got a share button on it. Then again, pro gamers won't be sharing stuff like that, will they? Um, it, it's a nice classic. It's a nice change to the classic Xbox controller. Um, and I'm all for it. However, the price is going to be absolutely extortionate. I don't think you're getting any change out of 200 sheets for this, genuinely. Like, what? how much is, doesn't the Elite have a D-pad like that? I don't think it's as blatant as that. I do th I think they do have one, but I think it's in, like, it's in a Noughts and Crosses board, isn't it? So it's, like, three by three by three. And then it's kind of dented in the middle so you can move all around in the different directions. But that looks like it's just, that just looks like it's four, four directions, which is a D-pad, let's be honest. I, uh, I've got a PS5 controller here. There's only four buttons there, and they kind of didn't into, uh, if you want to go top left or something, you can move it and see your top left and things like that, but I don't subscribe to what that is. That's a giant old circle for very little movement, it looks like. I don't think there's much, I don't think there's going to be much give in those. I'd have to, I'd have to have a go of it myself. I feel like it'll be quite tactile, like it's very clicky. I imagine it quite it being, but yeah, the the, the elite controllers have like a it's like a three by three by three in it. It's like a grid, and you can move them. Um, if it's like the elite, they'll have the option of disc uh, or a D pad. I believe that's great. 
uh, and they are swappable. I mean, you'd hope so, wouldn't you? I mean, it does say that they're all customizable. So if you wanted to be able to have taller analog sticks, then you're probably able to do that one. You can change the dead zones and things like that, which is great for drift. If your controller has stick drift, all of that stuff is great. I wish we had that capabilities with the with the Joy Cons because fuck me, they are ass. I've got some Joy Cons down here. These um, the Hori split ones, the Machinima Hori split ones that cost about forty quid, and they died within about six months, uh, which I was devastated about because they are quite chunky. They got. The, the ones that you put on the side and it holds like an actual controller rather than the just flat surface of a Joy-Con, which just isn't comfortable with my giant hands for more than like 45 minutes. Um, but if you have more customizable stuff in there, I hope that the pad's quite weighty as well. I do like a weighty pad. I still think, controversial opinion, spicy opinion, the Stadia controller, the Google Stadia controller is one of the best controllers out in the market. It won't be for much longer, obviously, because Google's being discontinued, uh, Stadia's being discontinued, I think, on the 18th. Um, but their controllers, really heavy, really nice triggers, buttons are nice on the front, it's got a fantastic D-pad, the analog sticks, are it's just a great, great controller. And if you are on the, the market for a universal controller that can do everything, you can play your PC games with that, you can play, uh, I think you can play your Switch with it, I think. Don't quote me on that one, um, but I'm, I'm, it's a universal controller. You can use it for a lot of things. Um, Tito, do you play an Xbox? Yes, he is. He's Team Green. He, I, I can confirm that one for you now. You can save the keyboard space, Tito. Um, but yeah, if, you, if you're in the need of a new PC controller or something, the Google Stadia controller is a fantastic piece of kit, and you can probably pick them up now for like a fiver, which is great value. For a fantastic controller. This one though, you're probably getting no no change out of 200 sheets. Um, it, this is a this is for the top five percent of people. Like this isn't the type of controller that you are dashing against the wall because you're losing in Rocket League or you've just gone fucking five and zero in Overwatch or something. You know what I mean? This ain't gonna happen. Um, you're probably gonna keep put this in it. You're gonna put this in the carry case after you finish with it, just to make sure that it doesn't drop on the floor overnight or something. But it's a controller nonetheless, and a controller that's going to be super expensive. Um, but that is it in terms of video game news. I do have something. It's more of a PSA. You guys all know this by now. I'll tell you what. Let's get this out. Get the old boy out. Here it is. Everyone's favorite feature. And we're here on a Friday. So, three, two, one. Free game. Friday. There you go. A live rendition of my broken guitar that's missing a string, which I need to replace because it's from ping. Um, so yeah, it's free game Friday. You all guys, you guys know this, what, what's going on by now. Um, written on PC Gamer then by Morgan Park. You got to stay up to date with what's free on the Epic Game Store right now. So what's currently free is Kerbal Space Program, a game that I have watched a couple of my friends play and a game that I cannot get behind. Uh, but it's also got Shadow Tactics, AQO's Choice, which I think they've given away previously and a game that I already have in my library anyway. Uh, but the stars are waiting Epic's first weekly freebies for 2023, assuming that you can build enough good spaceships to get you there. In Kerbal Space Program, assemble your humble astronauts for takeoff and your self-designed spacecraft and hope that you've got enough of a handle on the realistic physics and space flight to reach the moon and beyond. No worries if you make the unintentional touchdowns along the way, though. Your Kerbals are just as happy to be included. Elsewhere, Confront a Ninja adapts past in a standalone expansion for Shadow Tactics and Akio's Choice. Utilize Akio's camouflage and disguise skills in Edo-era stealth tactics alongside some help 
from her assassin's allies. Uh, what's coming through next week? We already get a sneak peek of that, which is first class trouble. Um, if uh, We did actually give a shout out every single day during December uh, to let you know what games are available. And they were Wolfenstein, Littles, uh, Lego Builder's Journey, Fallout, Fallout 2, Fallout Tactics, Encased, Metro Last Light Redux, Death Stranding, Fist Forged, uh, Shadow Torch, Severed Steel, Mortal Shell, and also Dishonored, which was last week's game, which ran for a total of six days. So go ahead, get yourself onto the Epic's Game Store, go and pick yourself up that game. It is Freeman's, you get to keep it, um, regardless of whether or not you subscribe to anything over there, which is awesome. I love that about Epic Game Store. They give you the games, no strings attached, which is obviously fantastic. Uh, Tito, would you spell any reply wrong anyway? Fantastic. A phony nose. A sheep says you may need to tune that. I like the sound of the guitar just the way it is, thanks. Uh, Bibby, uh, <laughs> Bibby on the guitar. Imagine auto-tuning this. Imagine auto-tuning. To be fair, I'd probably make more of a tune out of this. You know what I mean? You can hear the clicks. There you go. We're shredding. We're shredding. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for today's episode of The Scoop. Our first week back, we only managed to get two episodes out. That is going to be the story of the month in terms of how much content during the week we're going to be able to get out once we're once me and Graham are back in the studio. It's kind of all hands on deck. We'll tell you why and what it actually means next week. I'm not sure what day, what time we're going to be able to announce uh, what it is that we're going to be doing, but you will find out next week. So do stick around for that. But if you want to help shape uh, any of the remaining shows that will be next week, starting from Monday, hopefully we're going to try and give you five shows. But again, I keep on having to reiterate it because I feel like if I don't, then people are going to wonder where it is. But I'm going to tell you whether or not we're going to be able to do it anyway. But if you want to help shape the shows, you guys should know what to do by now. You find us on all of our social medias, which is at Ice Cream Uploads across all major social media platforms. Or alternatively, get involved with our Discord because there is a little section in there called The Scoop and you guys have done well enough over the last three and a half years to be able to give us stuff and your thoughts and opinions to be able to talk about. Uh, so if you want to continue to do that, do that. If you're watching this in any of our on-demand services, go into the description below. All the links that you require will be listed there. But again, all we need from you is URL plus your thoughts and impressions. We will then give you our thoughts and impressions. Uh, hopefully on Monday. At what time? I do not know. Um, but do stick around, ladies and gentlemen, because we are going to go over and raid one of our friends. Um, if you could just go over, even if it's just a high and buy, that's absolutely fine. You get over there. You go and get, collect yourself some sprinkles. You're going to make someone's day. It's going to add stress stats now imagine if we did this to an affiliate and then they end up reaching over the five um five viewers needed to be able to do that imagine how good you would feel imagine how good you would feel by making them feel good so that's exactly what we're going to try and do we're going to find someone um with not many people watching and then we're going to try and make their day so i appreciate all you guys that have uh that have joined us for today's episode you've made it an absolute belter uh, as always graham will be back tomorrow with chasing crates with me so if you want some PUBG action uh, find us on our socials you'll find out as and when he will be going live usually it's around half past 10 on a Saturday afternoon uh, sorry Saturday morning um, but until then guys it's been an absolute pleasure to be able to bring in this podcast today and I do hope that you have a fantastic weekend and as always guys there's one thing that we want you to do and that my friends is to stay fresh.